I am not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Do your own research. Consult a professional investment advisor before making any investment decisions. This show is for entertainment only. Faites vos propres recherches. Here we are. In another episode. And the Simple Success Podcast. And this is Financial Life Coaching from a Happiness Perspective. We're coaching happiness and offering monthly payments. Um, we decided not to do that. Oh, right. But speaking of happiness, last week we spoke of having a paid-off house or financing it with things like mortgage loans, but not credit cards. Right. Those who missed that episode can go right back and listen to it. The present tense appeals more to me because I look at it as a gift. What are we talking about today? I see what you did there. Today, my dear friend DT, we are talking about saving pro tips for entrepreneurs. Ah, mon ami, mon economizer. I give you a second name. You give me extra cash. As expected, extra cash could be your second name with the right practice. So, there are saving tips for everyone, including entrepreneurs? Yes, there are. If you're in business, you need these tips to maintain your success. I see. Which are these tips? Should we perhaps look at the definition of an entrepreneur first? Okay, good point, sir. Who is an entrepreneur? An entrepreneur is a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses, taking on greater than normal financial risks in order to do so. I hear a couple of buzzwords synonymous to what we do here in that description. Yes, let's break it down, shall we? Sure. Let's get to the closing costs, as they say. No one says that, DT. Right, then. You know, two buzzwords that stood out for me are business or businesses. Uh, That's one. And financial risks. That's two. We talked about these before. Yeah, like in our episode on risk tolerance. But today, we're talking about saving tips, right? Right, DT. I like how you keep me centered on the topic. That's what friends are for. First tip, challenge yourself by setting savings goals that will propel your business to the next level. Did I hear goals? Similar to everyone needs financial goals? Yep, like regular payments. We spoke about this in episode 54. A whole year ago? I should go back and listen to that one. Why is setting a challenging goal important for an entrepreneur? Goals should be challenging enough to push an entrepreneur over the edge and make them achieve success and greatness in life. And these should be smart goals, right? Yes. Remember that setting goals and achieving them takes time. Here's where patience comes in. Not to mention extra payments. Is that another saving pro tip? Yeah, you may say so. Without patience, everyone would be giving up and hitting a loan limit instead of hitting their big break in business. Winners are not quitters. No, running a business requires you to give your all. As a matter of fact, about 13% of businesses in America fail each year. Some would say more than that. But what does this mean for entrepreneurs? This means that entrepreneurs should conduct thorough research and have a thorough and realistic business and financial plan before launching a business. And when already running a business? Then an emergency fund would certainly help, 
but research still has to be continuous to help prevent failure by providing a strong enough foundation to ensure your business persists through the initial tough years. What about saving? Saving is important, but you shouldn't focus too much on saving money to the point of neglecting to make money. Wait a minute. I thought we were talking about saving money here. Yes, we are. When you work harder, you actually spend less on yourself, on unbeneficial distractions that come as quick gratifications. You're also less likely to chase unrealistic investment returns. But even entrepreneurs need to enjoy their money, don't they? Yeah, they do. You must eliminate bad money habits. Bad money habits? Which ones are those? Well, we'll come to that in a moment. But first... Break number one. Hello, everyone. This is John with the Simple Success Podcast. Financial life coaching from a happiness perspective. Because we know you want to show us some serious love in return for the tremendous benefits you get from us, please subscribe to us in your favorite podcast player. You can find us on both the App Store and the Play Store because our message is for everyone. Leave a rating for us, or even better, tell a friend. Whichever you choose, thank you so much for helping us do this for you. To leave us a written message, which just might lead to more in a future podcast, go to those same written show notes to find our subreddits. There is also our Facebook group page, Twitter, and other ways which we'll tell you about from time to time. You can also find an Easter egg every so often, so listen closely. Thank you again, and keep those constructive ideas coming. Before the break, I mean la pause, you were trying to convince me that there are what we call bad money habits, which we should run away from. No, there's no trying. If you set your mind to something, you just do it. You don't try. For example, you don't try to have a better credit score. You just do it. Thanks for the correction. Now, what bad money habits should I avoid as an entrepreneur? Do not use money that you don't have unless you are using it to make more money, like thousands of dollars. Meaning what? This is a little confusing. Oh, don't worry. Like anyone trained as a financial planner, I will make it clear in a while. Please do. Okay, what qualifies as a good enough reason to borrow money? What? You're asking me questions while I need answers? Don't worry. Just answer my question because in your answer lies your answer. In my answer lies my answer? Let's try it this way. Why would you take a loan? To buy myself one of those cool luxury cars like you have. Do you need a luxury car to make money? Hmm, come to think of it, I need to maintain a certain standard of image, and that will help me close more business deals. Borrowing money to invest is a better reason for borrowing rather than borrowing to maintain a certain image. Isn't everything tied to image? What about first impressions? Yes, and there's a great deal to be said about that as regards attitude, but... But we don't have all day. Right. So, most wealthy people live deceptively simple lifestyles. It is okay to buy the latest flashy cars, suits, and all things nice, but buy them out of your profit. I believe in spending money to make money. Convince me otherwise. We have two choices here. Either we can debate about this, or listen to my good friend Lane Kawaoka, who 
who, by the way, is a smart entrepreneur with some pretty good cash flow. What's your choice? Did you say smart entrepreneur? I'd love to hear what he has to say about this. Hello, Lane. Glad to have you here with us today. What's up, folks? Lane Kawoka here, a creator of SimplePassiveCashflow.com and owner of 8,500 rental properties, uh, $1.2 billion of assets under ownership. But it didn't always start off like that. When I was working my engineering job, bought little rentals on the side and talk about how passive income allowed me to quit my day job. Just uh, have money coming in that you don't have to really work for and pay a lot less taxes in the meantime. So you were career focused and made the, the, the jump to the entrepreneur world. That's correct. I mean, I don't know if I was career focused, but I think, you know, a lot of people like myself are brought up on this linear path where you're taught to go to school, study hard, invest in your 401k, buy a house to live in. That was essentially my path, you know, become a, go to college, study hard, become an engineer, get a bachelor's of science degree and just start working for the man, buy a house to live in as you're putting 10, 20% of your paycheck into the 401k. So I bought that house to live in because I was, you know, a young 20 year old living in this big house. I decided to rent it out. And I, at that point in my early 20s, I got this taste of cash flow and I realized, you know, if I just keep doing this a few more times, take myself out of the, uh, the W-2 working world, world where you trade time for money. It sounds like you've done a lot that might be considered counterintuitive to the common rules, which is appealing to me. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Things like, you know, how you maybe didn't where, where someone might say, oh, I can't do that because that would take a lots and lots and lots of time or I need a million dollars to start or whatever the objection might be. Sounds like you didn't follow the conventional wisdom as to why you can't, but instead substituted the why you can. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue with somebody who has uh, stuck in the traditional mindset. All I'm, all I'm going to say is there's a lot of well, very wealthy people out there that don't pay taxes at all and have passive income coming in from assets that they've purchased with uh, good debt. People do this stuff. And it wasn't until I found myself joining higher level investor groups and getting around these like-minded people that kind of transitioned into this world. And lastly, I'll say, well, just do what everybody else does. Because if not, if everybody did what I say and just buy, a, get started with a rental or two, you know, you'd be able to quit your day job in probably a decade or less. The way the system is engineered with all these large financial institutions, with all these retail investments in your 401k, the mutual funds, the ETFs, you know, it's not the wealthy people paying the taxes, like my constituents and the people that we coach and train. And it's not the poor people. It's the kind of the people that are in the middle. They're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing. I mean, the way we teach it is kind of a three-step program. Um, first thing is get into investments that are off the beaten path. Why do we invest in real estate? Well, there's many reasons, but one of the big ones is the tax advantages. If you can take those passive losses and okay. offset your other passive income, now you're cooking. The result of that is now possibly being able to drive their high income down to much, much less, oftentimes cutting their tax bill by half or maybe more than that. And then, you know, the lastly is we employ infinite banking with whole life overfunded insurance. But again, a lot of these ways are very simple to implement but they're very counterintuitive. The thing is when you combo these three strategies together, I would say a lot of clients, like, you know, they maybe they come in with a million and a half dollars net worth and they maybe, you know, make, you know, two or $300,000 a year and able to save 50 grand a year. A lot of those times, those guys can get financially independent in three to seven year time horizon, as opposed to traditional mm -hmm. two to three decades. Right. But that's, I think, 
you know, illustrates, you have to think for yourself and kind of understand this. And a lot of this is based on your network is your net worth. There's a lot of people doing it, but you can't really find them on your own. Not many people talk to their friends about, they might've talked to them about that bought a house, but they don't talk straight and how they were taking money from the, the equity of another house to buy this asset. And that's just not what people talk about, which is why Correct. we have kind of an inner circle um, investment group and ecosystem that kind of help nourish investors along this, uh, you know, not too spoken path. Well, people that are already past uh, uh, at least enough of the learning curve to engage in the conversation at a deeper level. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, maybe we should have started here at the first place, you know, you know, we're talking about real estate investing, but we're not talking about the type of real estate investing. I think, you know, most people might hear about flipping houses, wholesaling houses. Now you go to a local real estate club or some kind of free online forum, you're typically going to find a bunch of broke guys. And don't get me wrong. Like I was there at one time myself, but I had a pretty good job and I saved my money and got mm -hmm. myself to accredited status and beyond. But if you're an accredited investor, because you've just been frugal with your money for the last decade, decade or two, putting your money in your 401k. You know, those are typically the types of people that will come into our group. And, and I think that's what sets our group apart. And it's a very interesting dichotomy of, you know, higher income earners yet frugal with their money and just don't blow it on random things like jet skis and vacations, right? They've got a, a affinity towards <laughs> saving money and investing the right way. And they eventually find their way to real estate, which is where they kind of get involved and find our ecosystem. So for listeners who want to get in touch with you or your group to find out more and perhaps get involved, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, if they're podcast listeners, they can check out our podcast, um, Passive Real Estate Investing via simplepassivecashflow.com. If they are just simply looking for the tutorials, we have a lot of free stuff on the website and through a an, uh, member's portal. They just go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash club, put your email address in there. We get you some free reports, but more importantly, get you access to the education portal there. And from there, you know, educate yourself and, um, you know, maybe we'll look forward to connecting. Sounds great, Lane. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Heads off to Mr. Lane. I like his boss moves on saving a coin and investing. You bet he's smart. Question is, will you take his advice? I think I also need to save enough patience to tolerate you. Well, patience is a virtue that everyone needs. And very few people have it. Wait, why do you have to tolerate me? I thought friends enjoy each other's company. Wait a minute. You have to understand that being your friend, I do enjoy your company. Sometimes. But you get on my nerves at other times, though. Why is that so? Oh, because you keep forgetting we need breaks? Oh, that. Well, we can fix that as we finish this topic. But first, break number two. We know a lot about you already because we know ourselves. For example, we know that you know how to listen to our podcast. We also know that you probably know how to subscribe. So as soon as you're done with that, tell us your story. We have ways you can contact us. It involves a special link where you can leave us a message. We may have an email address for you as well in the future, and we'll let you know if that happens. The reason for subscribing? I thought you'd never ask. When you subscribe, you automatically download all future episodes of that podcast. It just happens in your player without you having to go search again. How cool is that? This means better rankings for the podcast, more attention from advertisers, and more money. And this means more and better stuff for you. So your motivation is simple and easy. Subscribe today, whatever app, and from whatever place you like. And don't just try to subscribe. There is no try. There is only do. 
We're changing the way we look at things. And remember, that's good. Eso es bueno. Sebo. Also remember, this is financial life coaching from a happiness perspective. Coaching happiness. Our call to action is right in the show notes. Find it and you win too. Can I simple that? Por supuesto. Of course. Just simple it. Please make sure your seat belts are fastened and your tray tables are in their upright position. And make sure simple is a verb like Google is a verb. Before our well-deserved break, we were talking about saving tips for entrepreneurs. I hope you got some pointers, DT. Tie the saving tips to investing, John. How can entrepreneurs save more and invest more? Ooh, good question, DT. In fact, entrepreneurs take huge risks by investing their money. What about extra savings in the bank? Money sitting in the bank may not help you much. It is subject to both inflation and the ravages, yes, I said ravages, of low-risk investment. Inflation? How so? Inflation reduces the value of the currency over time. Yeah? How does the value of my money decrease? Well, let's say you have $100 in a savings account that pays a 1% interest rate. After a year, you'll have $101 in your account. Good. It means my money grows. But not so fast. Wait, there's a but? Yes, DT. And the but here is, if the rate of inflation is running at 2%, you'd need $102, not 101, 102, to have the same buying power that you started with. Break it down, please. You may have gained a dollar, but you've lost buying power over this period of time. Anytime your savings doesn't grow at the same rate as inflation, and depending on market conditions, you'll effectively lose money. Oh, then why are we talking about saving? Because here's where the entrepreneur plays smart. How, John, how? By saving through investing money. Money invested has growth potential, even in times of inflation. Do you want to say that investments are not affected by inflation? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I mean is that cash buyers can take advantage of the falling stock prices to invest more, and you can be one of them. You cut your lifetime cost. Entrepreneurs think long term. How long is long term? Think five to ten years. You could make a fortune out of a small investment. Economic situations always change. And? In five years, for instance, the economy could shift to favor investors and their money goals. What investments can I take advantage of as an entrepreneur? There are many options. Like? Stocks, treasury bills, treasury bonds, real estate, crypto, many more things. The secret to investment is diversification. How do I know what mix of investments to choose? Well, you could consult a financial or a tax advisor. What if I lose the money that I invest? Who did we say an entrepreneur is, DT? Someone who organizes and operates a business or businesses, taking on greater than normal financial risks in order to do so. Right. Very important point to note. Greater than normal financial risks. If you don't want to take risks, you have no business being called an entrepreneur. Hmm. That's how entrepreneurs have built their net worth? Yes, by taking greater than normal risks. Quickly in closing, let me wish you a risk-filled week, okay? Okay. Let me go practice my risk-taking skills. But wait a minute. First, what are we discussing next week? 
Oh, you want me to tease? Okay. It's going to be saving tips again, but for business owners this time. How is that different from today's topic? Tune in to get the difference. Which is how you've all gotten good. Gracias por escuchar. Salut. À la prochaine. This podcast and our other podcast are productions of Little Red Hen Industries. The supporting cast who helps me bake the bread includes... Techno King, John C. Brandy, Alter Ego, Doubting Thomas, Fact Checker, A Small Brown Beef Animal, Seriously, Tiny. Facts are important but are also easy. Social Manager, Abraham Lincoln, Media Expert, Augustus Caesar. Psychologist, William James. Sound Designer, Adobe's Creative Suite, Spanish Consultant, Cameron J.K. Brandy. French consultant, Leah, the do-your-own-research lady, videographer, Eto Monkoshki, audio props, Les Paul. Inspiration, many podcasts and other sources and of course Napoleon Hill. We also have websites and you can subscribe to both podcasts. You can even send us a video, audio or text message. But of course, you'll have to head to the show notes either on your phone or on the web to get the links and stuff. And all those clickable links are in the show notes. And before we forget, the artificial intelligence or AI voices that you hear in our work are offered up by Google, Amazon Polly, and OpenAI like we say in the show notes. They don't sponsor us yet but we love what they do and we just love what AI can do when lovingly crafted. Finally, you can find us on ProtMatch.com, Matchmaker.fm, PodBooker and Podcast Guests where we consider guests and consider guesting on other people's shows. And really finally... The music for our pods comes from Cute by Bensound and from Piano Background by Nick Simon Adams, as well as from AI MuseNet. The sound effect credits go to Jackson Academy Ashmore, Kanusi G, Dr. Jekyll, Joe Payne, Everything Sounds, MK Play More Stories, ERH, Sand Emotions, Big Pickle 51, and Just Kidding. Yes, that's his or her name. All on freesound.org. Also, languages are the bomb. Paul. <laughs>